Positive living. We will start today by hearing the daily word, and today's word is healing. Divine life lives as me. I am whole and well. When I am experiencing a healing need, I focus my thoughts beyond illness and discomfort. Even as I seek treatment for the injury or illness, I see myself whole. I remember that I am created in the image according to the likeness of God. I know my life is God's life living as me. Divine life fills every cell, strengthens every muscle, bone, and organ, and quickens every nerve in my body. It restores perfect order to all my body's functions, releasing and replacing anything unlike itself. When someone asks me to pray with them, I do not ask about their symptoms or circumstances. I affirm the healing activity of divine life in each one with whom I pray. I see them as the spiritual beings they are, whole and well. And from John 1, 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And we will have our opening song, Surely the Presence. And please join us. We sing this through two times. Thank you. 
Next, we will say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power, active as the universe and as my life, God the good. And our welcoming song this morning is, Will You Come Home? And you could stand for that if you're able and interested.
the favorite part is the in-person hugs. You bet. Yeah. You bet. That and the apple crisp. Yes. Okay. And it's time now for our announcements. I, I was handed these two papers. Uh, this one is a concert 
with Liberty Quartet, although there are five people in the picture, so it should be really good. And uh, it's Sunday, October 15th in Winlock at the Christian Fellowship of Winlock. We'll post this uh, down the bulletin board so you can see that. And we have a postcard here from Unity of Linwood. I don't see any date on it, but it says they are holding us in prayer this week. So whatever week that is, we're grateful. It says, God in me is infinite wisdom. The gentle spirit of truth within guides and directs. I open my heart to love and I am blessed. God is my help in every need. And so it is. And there is a quote from Myrtle Fillmore. It says, prayer is to change our minds and hearts so that God's omnipresent good may fill our minds and hearts and manifest in our lives. So we'll put those up downstairs. Uh, this afternoon from 3 to 4.30 is Circle America, the book and film group that is discussing today deconstructing Karen. And that uh, is on Zoom, and you can get that information in the email that uh, Joanne sent this week. Are there other announcements you all have that I don't know about? Okay. Then we will move on to our unity statement. We'll say this together. So please join me. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And our song of joy today is Blessed Always. And you may stand if you wish. This is just one verse, but we'll go through it three times.
Good morning. Good morning. Today I'm going to read from our recent unity pamphlet, The Prayer of, for Protection, a beloved prayer brought to life. Also want to remind folks that these are available um, for a small donation to unity. If you go to the uh, uh, unity.org website, you can find out how to order them. This morning I'll be reading uh, an excerpt from it uh, called Experience the Love, and this is from Reverend Bronte Colbert, Bobert, <laughs> Consider taking a moment to say or think about this line from the prayer of protection. The love of God enfolds us, or enfolds me. Close your eyes and repeat it slowly, focusing on each word. What does the phrase feel like to you? Warming hug? Being snuggled in a toasty comforter? Having a protective, supportive bubble of love around you? Something else? Its power lies partly in what it means to you and how it makes you feel. Now go deeper and center in the moment clearing away busy thoughts, relaxing any tension in your body. If you're able, stretch your arms, gently shake your hands out a bit, then wrap your arms around yourself in a hug, a gentle squeeze. Or instead, imagine yourself cozy in the comforter, bubble, or image of your choice. Repeat the prayer's phrase while picturing yourself enfolded in the love of God. This is not a love that travels to you from somewhere out there, but rather it is a supportive love emanating from the divine essence within you. Bask in the depths of its gifts, peace, encouragement, comfort, and strength. God's love is given to us freely. It is pure without judgment. It is not parceled out according to some valuation of our work. We are worthy of divine love no matter what. We can receive it despite any self-judgment that we may hold, any regrets, any error thinking, or any poor choices we feel that we've made. 
it flows to us whether or not we've been loving to others. The love of God is ours to receive, and we are doubly blessed because we have the divine awareness to acknowledge it and the capability to send love forward to others. Thank you, Tom. It's a great reminder. We all know that. I think sometimes it slips away. Oh, I should just speak for myself. Thanks for the great reminder. So we are going to sing our meditation song next, and it is called There is Only Love.
Michael got some there for you. Thank you. And together we will say our affirmations now. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace, knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And today we will say the progressive Lord's Prayer, followed by the Alleluia. So please join me. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth, even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life, even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. For I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal, immortal manifestation. All this I am. Sunday of the month, and uh, I see that Mariette is with us on Zoom. She was here last week, and she's made her way back to Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and it's really nice to see you on the Zoom, along with everyone else there. And today, the fourth Sunday, we have the exciting words of Eileen Selleck. So come and excite us. Exciting. Yeah. I got images for you today. Ooh. All right. Look at me. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about the image of God. Um, I've mentioned a couple times recently that there's a there's a young man living in our household right now. Okay. 
and uh, that young man is experiencing a lot of newness when it comes to religion and God and all these things. And so we've had a lot of questions and um, working on answers, kind of, um, but there's not a whole lot of answers to be had. And today we're going to kind of talk about God and how many of us see us. So right now, I want you to think about what you imagine. I'm going to make that small so I can see my screen. Um, when someone says God, the word God. So close your eyes for me for a minute. Close them up. God. Picture God in all the details that you imagine in God. Think about it. Think about it. Create that picture all nice and detailed. All right. Open up your eyeballs. I got lots of words. Now, I'm going to ask your forgiveness because I didn't print my notes. So I'm going to roll with my slide here without my notes, which means I'm going to read from it. So right now, I've got the five principles of Ellen Devonport. And this is where we're going to get a little bit sticky because um, take this off here so that I can do this hot diggity. All right. So um, I'm going to read through this and then we're going to go through some images. So the five principles by Ellen Devonport, which if you're not familiar, oh, where did I put it? I put it over here. I bought this lovely little book. It's a fabulous book. If you're not familiar with it, I suggest picking it up, finding one. We might even have some around here. I haven't looked in the library in a while, but we've got lots of books. Um, so this one in particular goes through the five principles of unity. And there is a line in it where she says, the Buddhist sutras envisioned a net stretching in all directions. The Hopis spoke of spider grandmother who spun a great web connecting all things. Oh, that's better. To the ancient Chinese, it was the Tao or flow of the universe. The hymn of creation from the Hindu Rigveda speaks of the absolute called Brahman and describes it as ultimate, eternal, and beyond human description. This is the ground of being or infinite reality. We hear the names of God, Holy Spirit, the universe, the way, Father, Mother, Creator, divine, that is a typo, um, one mind, source energy, first cause, and thanks to Star Wars, the force. It has also been named Allah, Buddha, Christ, Kali, Shiva, Krishna, Kuan Yin, and all our concepts of the divine. We have the spider grandmother, the yin yang, this is the Tao. Now, the Hindus say that it's beyond all concept of vision, but if you look up the Brahman, this is what they tell you that he might look like. It might look like. This is our Christian idea of what God looks like. This is what creates a lot of confusion for little people. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. And big people. All right. We have the Holy Spirit. Now, these are when I searched images, these are the things that came up. Universe. The way. Father, mother or mother, father. Creator. Divine, one mind, 
This one was creative mind. Uh, what was the word for that one? Ooh, we're gonna go like this. We're gonna cheater, cheater. What did I put here? First cause. There we go. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. First cause. And of course, the force. All right. This is the image that comes up when you search for Allah. I'm assuming this is how Allah is written in the Quran. This is the Buddha. And those of us that like, you know, reality, um, this is Jesus Christ. These are two very different depictions of Jesus Christ. One is the traditional vision that we have here in the Western world. And the other is a medical drawing based on information that has been gathered. This is a considered to be the realistic idea of what Jesus may have looked like. And then we have yet more words and images of God. Okay, so I believe this one is Shakti, Shiva, Krishna, and Kuan Yin. I like this one. All that is. Now, how are there so many? images of God. I would venture to guess that if I asked you to tell me what it is that you imagined at the beginning, that we would all have a slightly different version of the detailed image of God that we create in our own mind. But why is it that there are so many possible images of God? It's because there are many religions, okay? Now, I know that this is not news to most of us in the room, but we're just going to go roll with it here. So these are world religions by percentages, and this is from 2010. So Christians make up roughly 33% of the world population believe in Christ. Okay. Roughly 21% are Muslims. They call God Allah. 14% roughly are non-religious. They have no religious affiliation. 13% are Hindu. Roughly 6% Buddhist and roughly 12% are other various religions. When we look at that on a world scale, this is what it looks like. All that blue belongs to Christians. The orange is Hindu. Kind of crazy to think that so many people live in such a small space. We have the Buddhist there throughout China. We have the Muslim covering much of Northern Africa and the Middle East. And then we have other. And other is all kinds of things. We have some really fabulous indigenous beliefs. Um, and then, yeah, all kinds of things. So we're looking at this as the world. Now, the Hindus alone, the Hindu religion from what I could find, there are either 33 gods and goddesses, deities, or there are 330 million. Depending on which text you look at and how it is interpreted, that's a lot of deities. 
Even 33 to us is a lot when we think about one. But remember that the Hindus also, they have Brahman, which is like the ultimate. All of these encompass and come down to a God. So it's the truth. Well, that's for each of us to sort out for ourselves to determine what it is that we view as God and what God means to us. And theology being the study of the divine and its relationship to the world. Now, there are some definitions available out there. I didn't bring that little book as I look around. All right. There's a fabulous little book that I have, and it's How to Speak Unity. And it's almost like a dictionary. It has fairly common terms and how they're defined in unity speak. And for this one in particular, God is stated as God is all there is and all there is is God. God is our creator, divine intelligence, sacred energy, higher power, and is available to all of us all the time. In traditional religions, God and humanity are separated. In unity, God is not a person, but a principle. Not a judge, but an infinite power. As long as we think of God as a person, we will restrict God to personal limitations. We are each an expression of God on this physical plane. God, another type of man. I got to proofread better. God is impersonal, yet personal to all who are open to the spirit within. We teach that it does not matter what name we give to God. What matters is what we believe about God. In prayer, we speak to God, and in meditation, God speaks through us. God is love, wisdom, power, substance, and most of all, infinite possibility. All things are possible to those who claim God and accept God as their source. As we learn to honor our creator of life, we emerge into a divine magnificence and discover our wholeness. What our world needs now is a spiritual evolution where people realize the absence of God means the absence of life. Now, in the five principles, Miss Ellen, she talks about the child's idea of God versus God for human or God for adults. Okay. So many of us, this is, this is what we think of when we hear the word God, which is why many of us have chosen different names for the divine. We've decided to call it something else, and that's okay. That is totally okay. Our child vision of God is a singular individual separate from ourselves because that is what is easiest for our little human brains to comprehend. Many of us are taught that God this word is this image, this, this guy that's hanging out somewhere, watching everything we do, deciding whether it's good or it's bad and whether we've done enough good to go to heaven or enough bad to deserve hell. The reality is, is that God is not hanging out trying to figure out where you belong because you belong with God because you are part of God and Amen. God is part of you. So God for grown-ups. Now Miss Ellen, she had a few ideas on God for grown-ups. Meets us where we are, welcomes all of our questions and our growing and our changing and our doubting. She equates it to parents with children. 
You don't give up on your children just because they ask a lot of questions. You still love them, you support them, and you meet them where they are. And she says that God has to be more than Santa Claus. That God is the creative force behind sweeping galaxies and infinitesimal life forms of bewildering fractal patterns and perfect seasonal cycles, mind-blowing beauty and pure potential. The oak tree in the acorn, the child in a microscopic twist of DNA. God for grown-ups is far outside the human pattern of thinking. Any limits to God are our own. So the mere idea of trying to create an image of God is beyond what we are capable of doing. In the Bible, we have Acts 17, verse 28 says, for in him we live and move and have our being. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think we say that every Sunday, and I didn't realize that it was actually a line in the Bible, if I'm completely honest. So I was pretty stoked to find it there. And Charles Fillmore tells us, I like, you know, he can kind of hard to grasp sometimes because, you know, the language is a little some kiddos might call old-timey. He says, let us remember that by describing God with words in our human way, we are but stating in the lisping syllables of the child that which in its maturity the mind still only faintly grasps. So even as adults, we can faintly grasp God. So we're just talking like babies out there trying to create an image. God is everything everywhere. The perfect intelligence of God is not only in our brains, it's within every cell of our bodies. God's intelligence directs all of the marvelous tasks of each cell so the entire body can function. We don't have to think to breathe because God lives within us and knows that we need to. Our heart doesn't need us to tell it to beat because God lives within our body and knows that we need it to. This to me was the closest I could come to what I, I envision. This is, this is the universe and all that there is and all that we can conceive of and all that the human eye through technology has managed to see. It still puts a limit on God. But I know that that bright light within me is also part of all of that that I can see and cannot see, all that I can perceive and cannot perceive. I know I didn't clear anything up. <laughs> I know I gave you a lot of pretty pictures to look at and things to think about and names. And the whole idea is that, ladies and gentlemen, it is up to us to create that connection and know that that connection exists, maintain that connection and continue to learn and open our minds to the idea of what can be and what is. All right. Now, there's actually a meditation also in this lovely little book, and that's what I'm going to do for us today. So please join me, ladies and gentlemen, settle on in. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. I enter into the stillness to align myself 
with the one mind, the one presence that permeates all of creation. I feel myself as a part of this creation, connected to all of nature. I am the light and darkness. I am the oceans and the land. I am the rocks and trees, the fish and birds, the beasts of the earth. And I am one with every human being on the planet. In this oneness, I sense the order of all things. I feel the divine love that moves in me and in every molecule of the cosmos. I know the divine intelligence that is the foundation of all that is or ever will be. I am one with all. Take a moment and consider yourself as part of that one. Include yourself in that image of what God is for you. And my friends, as you come back to me, one last breath. And one last image for you. The Bible contains one definition for God. It is found in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Do you know what I mean? You have to do this again and hear everyone's image that they unmuted in mind. Mike. Okay, I turned it off for sorry. Well, you'll never know what I said. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is now time for our offering. We want to thank everyone who has uh, sent checks donated by mail or on our website. Um, mail can be sent to 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. And there's a donation button on our webpage, unityofcentralia.net. So thank you all. And uh, we will say our offering prayer you can hold your offerings in your hands and hearts and we will say divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that i have all that i give all that i receive and all that i am
And so let's say our blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And it's time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, you can speak out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. The um, folks here in our church have asked that we send healing prayers to the people around the world and the animals that have experienced the natural disasters of late and also all of the harms of war. The members of our communities who struggle to meet basic human needs and now the folks that you mentioned. John and Dan I would um, remind you all of Hallie's surgery at the end of this week on the 29th and um, John and Dixie and Mariette who we continue to pray for. And I would like to return back to our daily word just to remind you a few of those lines that I think are so great. Divine life lives as me. I am whole and well. I see myself whole. I know my life is God's life living as me. Divine life restores perfect order to all my body's functions, releasing and replacing anything unlike itself. I affirm the healing activity of divine life in each one with whom I pray. I see them as the spiritual beings they are, whole and well. And so it is. And Let us say, Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And our prayer of protection, let's say that together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And next we will sing our peace song. And as you are getting up and circling up, I'd like to thank the folks who made today's service come together, Eileen and Dallas and Linda, Tom, Johnny for the slides 
and uh, come again for the technical stuff in the reading. Um, so next week, our speaker will be Dr. Maria Fenches. And um, yeah, so please stay and join us for food and fellowship downstairs afterwards. And we can visit with you Zoomers downstairs when we're Come another can.